We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Yeah, so I'm not normally a rosé person. I, I don't even know when the last time I had a rosé was. Probably here. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. We do drink a bit it's of rosé. It's really good. It's it's really good. I get it through um, a place called Naked Wines because, you know, me, me and a bit of nudity. <laughs> um, and you do this thing where you enlist with them and you become a wine angel and then they deduct 40 bucks each month, but you can bank it up. And so I think like the last – you buy by the carton kind of thing. Yeah. But it's all through like different suppliers huh. and it's a really cool way for them to market their wine. So I just go through the lists and work out what I want. I'm just like, oh, it's really warm weather. I'll just buy some rosé, some whites and yeah. like maybe just a couple of reds. Do they get to learn the sort of things that you like and yes. then suggest things? Yeah, so that yeah, has good. like – the kind of thing where you go on and it'll say, oh, you will like this or you probably won't like this Mm. and we're not sure about what you're going to think about this one because you go back in and you rate the wines. Oh, right, right. And so the winemakers get the feedback. It's really cool, really good way to buy wine. If if I had a partner who drank wine, I would definitely do that. Mm. It's it's not frustrating that he doesn't drink it. It's just – I'd love to be able to sit down at the end of the night and enjoy Have a glass a of, of wine with, with him, but yeah. there's no point opening a bottle of wine if he's only going to drink one glass and I'm going to get drink. Because I really only drink one glass. Yeah. I'm not. I just – and it's like, oh, well. It's not mm. worth it, unfortunately. That's why you have us. I know. That's why I come and record here. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah, I had my first Grenache. Oh, Grenache? Grenache. Yeah, because Grenache is the – Okay. No, hang on. No, you're right. The red stuff. Yeah. Grenache is the wine. Yeah. Yeah. Ganache is what you put on top of cakes. <laughs> right. Okay. Because I must admit, when you sent me the message saying, check out this Grenache. Oh, and then I, I forgot to like... send you the photo as well. <laughs> I look. I took it and then I sent you the message. Should I try this? And you're like, um, try what? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that I thought that you'd said ganache i was just like going why is she so excited about a bit of chocolate and butter mixed together all the chocolate and butter yummy yum yum i'm not a fan not a fan i'm not a cake person oh see like yeah yeah Mm. um that would make a difference but it was extraordinary it yeah it was so good so characteristics that you experienced i can't even remember to be honest because it it was like like three weeks ago i do remember i was gonna say it was kind of plummy cherry jammy sort of thing. Nice. It was very nice. We should crack nice. open a nice GSM one day when we record. Mm. When Because mm. I can't get – so like over a month between recordings and when I contacted you, I was just like, oh, I wonder if I could take the little um, the little recorder down to your place and we could just have like cups of tea and record. We could and then yeah. there'd be a child being like <laughs> – or we could just go to the, um, I was going to say go to the park and get like, you know, nature sounds, but then you'd also have kid sounds. Yeah. That's fine. We just drink bowls of wine in the park. That sounds great. Well, I mean, if you listen Cups to the quality of, of other um, other podcasts, not all of them are this, you know, have know. all of this equipment. Yeah. And I think about the when podcasting started and people were recording them on their phones and I still listen to it, but I suppose people have grown to – want a specific kind of 
quality to the the sound that they're listening to mm. when they're listening to podcasts. Yeah. Because I did listen to one recently where they said, you know, the equipment was down and they were just recording it on their phone. And I was like, this is sounds so different and not good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess we can't really do that, can we? Mm. Although the portable one's a lot better than, like, yeah, using the, your phone. The portable one's quite good. Um, and you can usually, like, you know, fix up the audio a little bit. It's just, like, with directions and stuff like that, generally, like, you've got one microphone between the two of you, so you yeah. kind of have to huddle, huddle up. But we've done ones. Um, we went for a dinner in... California and it was an amazing dinner and I made Lewis record before we went to sleep because it was just so good I wanted to talk about what we'd just done because you know you kind of have that reset when you sleep and you Mm -hmm. kind of like you do look back on it but it's not the same as running through it like oh my goodness and this and this tasted like this and so we we did that and I thought oh the audio is gonna be terrible because Lewis being Lewis because he loves to like you know make sure he doesn't disrupt anyone's life we're in this hotel which had the biggest heaviest walls ever like we never heard any of our neighbors he was talking into the microphone oh, really? so softly because he didn't want to wake anyone up because it was very late <laughs> at night I'm just like can you talk up and he's just like I don't want to oh okay so I thought oh this is gonna be shocking and it was actually okay oh, there yeah. you go so it was pretty good speaking of podcasts and trying not to disturb people I did listen to uh, somebody tell a story how they um, do audio books and they decided that the quietest place in the in the hotel room that they had was inside the cupboard (laughs) (laughs) and they locked themselves in there so they had to like yell and knock on things to try and get someone to come and open the the unlock the front door to or unlock the hotel door to unlock her out of the cupboard but it gets stuffy in there as well. If you've got like a piece of electronic equipment and you're in a cupboard, it just seems absurd. It does. It's like going underneath the covers yeah. for a while. All of a sudden you yeah. can't breathe. Yeah, because it's like it's it's it gets a bit sort of hot because you breathe hot. and like your body generates energy and then you've got like the device that you're recording on generating energy and heat well i guess she had a uh, a bit of a a moment where she just didn't think about the complications of locking herself in a cupboard maybe she hadn't slept Obviously i don't know not. i should record audio boots boots <laughs> I shouldn't because I can't. <laughs> she can't even talk into a microphone. Well, I was saying to the guys the other day that like I'd, I would love to do, um, you know, voiceovers and ads and stuff like that. But because I'm dyslexic, reading something out loud is really hard for me. Yeah. So I'd have to really know it before I can read it. Like sometimes yeah. I read books to Bryce and I feel sorry for the kid. I'm like saying things wrong and inputting different words and uh, yeah. It's paraphrasing. It's paraphrasing. It's paraphrasing. Well, he knows some of the books really well. So that's this morning he played the game of like where I had to go to bed and he read the books to me. And I don't know how he's memorized like all the lines of this book that we got from the library two weeks ago. I'm like, geez, Louise. So. Wow. Yeah, he played that game. Okay. And I had to go stay, stay, and then pretend to cry when he walked out the door. Aw. Yeah, role play. cry for me and he's like no I need to go and tidy up <laughs> because that's what I say to him no because I do I have to go tidy up the dishes or whatever I need to do or I want to have a life outside of you child please please it's eight o'clock please for god I just want to listen to a podcast 
Please let me leave. You need to get like little um, earphones that are undetectable. Oh, I, I, we do sit in there and listen to podcasts, but sometimes I want to watch something mm. or like, you know, spend more than five minutes with my husband. <laughs> no. It's- five minutes was your limit. <laughs> so yeah, On certain days, maybe yesterday. <laughs> yes, oh. yes. Um, speaking of scripts and being able to read them, I was wondering how I'm going to go. Sorry, I was a bit distracted because there was actually a galah there for a second and I was just going to say, was oh, it a no, it wasn't a flaming galah, but it was a pink and grey. Oh, it's back. It's just on top of that power pole back there. Oh, you yes, my thought. Um, and so my workplace is getting a new phone system. Oh, joy. And yeah, well, we kind of have to, NBN, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and also our phone system was probably last updated in 1984. Um, <laughs> so maybe a little bit later than that. It might have been early 90s. <laughs> but... That is coming in and we've got the opportunity to record like little ads and stuff that we can because oh, yeah. it's a digital system. Yep. So I've started scripting these ads and I thought, well, rather than me just doing all of them, maybe I should bring in some recording equipment oh. and get my team and maybe a couple of other people to record each of them. So we get different voices because I think well, that I that's a good way of recording. holding it. Well, that's the thing. And like I was thinking, oh, yeah. But I was like, I wonder how I'm going to go with like people reading my scripts, like how how many notes I'm going to have to pass before <laughs> before they get it right. <laughs> well, I, even when you gave me that script for the um, acknowledgement, I still rewrote it so it was in my handwriting because then it felt like I was reading my own writing. Whatever works. So my writing weird. shit. So. No, no, it was like oh, no, in was a typed, text yeah. message, but I still had to write it in my own handwriting. Yeah. It's the same as like, you know, back in the day when you studied, um, there was something about writing it down that would commit it to memory. No, no, that is a thing. Yeah. So, um, and very helpful when you've got a photographic memory as well, because that's how I did my exams. I used to picture the page that I had written it on. No. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do you ever go for a drive somewhere and like you've been listening to a song and then the next time, or a podcast and the next time you're on that road you remember, remember the was... exact podcast that you were talking you're like, mm. okay that's not just me then nah. it's like that's that's nah, weird that, that's definitely like a thing or you go somewhere and you were listening to a particular piece of music on the way you just like have it back in your head again yep good old earworms love it speaking of music i have discovered somebody new uh as of last night because i'm really late coming to the party with um call me by your name oh, and so the song that's still haven't gone there yet <laughs> there's a couple of songs that are um on the soundtrack by a guy called Sufjan Stevens. Oh, yeah. And his music is almost Nordic and Baroque guitar sort of thing. He's been around for a really long time. Sufjan, I think. Because I I think he used to have a few tracks on on Triple J. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's been around for a while. And for some reason, because of his – the, his name and because of the kind of music he did, I'm like, oh, he must be Norwegian or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then he's American. And I was like, okay. But the I'm just – last night I stayed up so late because I had discovered him and I haven't done this for so long, like sat there with my headphones on with the, my music turned up super loud and I'm like, just one more song, just one more song. No, nice. Because I'm just, just – I was up until midnight – one more song, one more song. And so on the drive here, I was listening to him. And he's, it's really good to drive to because if you're in a rush somewhere, which I am always in a rush to get here because 
the freeway and yeah. I just have never been here. I never get here on time. It's just let's be honest. You're never late. <laughs> I don't I don't think you weren't late I was today. Only, well, no, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Oh, 15 I, I know. minute rule applies. So We start to panic if you're not here 15 minutes late. Like, Has she forgotten? <laughs> but um, it's it's good music to listen to if you're in a rush because it makes you slow down because mm-hmm. you're just experiencing the music. And the lyrics are like the things he rhymes stuff with. Um, in the morning, through the window shade, when the light pressed up against your shoulder blade. Like. Nice. How perfect is that? And this one starts um, golden rod. And the 4-H stone, the things I bought you when I found out you had cancer of the bone. <laughs> this is the same song. No. But it's, it's oh, it, I wonder if that's why you chose shoulder blade specifically because it's like, you know, a bone. True, true. Very but, cool. But all of his lyrics are just so clever and they tell a story and they're really like, I, I love a song that gives you proper melody and proper lyrics that you can experience and you Listen. feel like you're taking a journey? Yeah, yeah, that's right. As opposed to like, you know, um, bringing sexy back. I don't know why that was the only song that came to mind. <laughs> of all the songs. No, I'm like, just think- So you're trying to say that like while we all love that clip of um, of lip sync battle mm. of Tom Holland doing, you know, Umbrella. Umbrella, Ella. Yeah, are you saying that there's not really a journey to be taken with that particular uh, piece of music? Not with the music, with that actual <laughs> video of that him. There is amazing. A, a journey, yeah. especially when he does the flip and uh, lands. I'm just like, wow. It's that's pretty spectacular. Bit of talent, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like a bit of a journey. And it's great to listen to pop music and you listen to it and you mm. bop around to it. But to actually live inside the music as you like take in all the lyrics because I've only just discovered Billie Eilish recently as well and she's like I've never listened to her music unless oh. I've accidentally heard it on the radio and just not recognized who it possibly, is possibly possibly but um I don't know exactly what it was that got me to listen to one of her songs but then I listened to heaps of it and it's the same where her lyrics are really telling a story and they're the kind of shit that I would have written Mm. in high school because when you're in high school all your emotions are massive <laughs> and I think some people don't understand why she's writing some of the stuff that she's writing and it's a bit full-on for a teenager. She's pretty young isn't she? She is um, and bad guy I had a conversation with my friend who said you know isn't it a bit inappropriate that she's singing uh, a lyric about um bruises on my knees so it's like well mm. she might not be giving head but she's just singing about it and also her parents are obviously letting her experience life and ex- like not experience life in the sex way but like express herself yeah. in a really healthy way and I think some parents want to repress their children's emotions but when you're a teenager I don't know about you but all of my emotions were huge. Yeah. When I liked somebody at high school, I didn't like him. I was in love with him and we were going to get married and have babies yeah. and, like, it was an intense, intense love. Well, because hormones amplify everything. I mean, you've been pregnant before. You, know, <laughs> you must recognise this. I think I was way more emotional as a teenager, yeah. way more. And, like, when you're angry about something. Well, you don't know how to process it as well. Well, this is yeah. the thing and this is her music, like, you feel the emotions are really real mm. and – because you don't know how to cope with them. You don't know how to process them and to verbalise them. And oh, it's just, 
Oh, I do she's remember. not even 20 and she's so impressive. <laughs> I do remember a colleague once um, just sort of walking around shaking their head saying that their daughters, I think it was, and they were quite young, like I'm talking like years sort of seven or eight, were singing um, Lily Allen. And, of course, you get to that bit about the wet patch in the middle of the bed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, do we just gloss over it? Do we ask them not to sing it? Or do we maybe like have to explain something <laughs> never explain like, unless they ask that's we used to walk around the house singing like a virgin when i was like exactly you know, six or whatever age i was when that came out <laughs> actually yeah i probably would have been yeah i was so clueless when i was younger about sex and all that sort of stuff that i was playing um with my friend christy shout out um, she still tells this story because she just thinks it's hilarious. Mm. Um, she, we were doing this whole, you know, role-playing thing where you're an older lady and I was pregnant and, she, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. And I, I don't know how old I was. Maybe I was nine or ten or something. And she's like, um, ha, have you got your period? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, okay, let's just stop here. <laughs> I need to explain to you that when you're pregnant, you don't have your period. And I was like, oh, okay. And she still brings it up now. I was so fucking clueless. That's and funny. Until I was in high school and buying Dolly magazines. That's how I learned everything about sex. Really? And the bo- yeah. Like, no one. The your thing parents that- didn't. No. Really? So. Your mum is like one of the most. She's very open. open. people that I know. And she didn't like, you know, explain no. a couple of things. Not really, because wow. I think. So I mean, Dolly Doctor was a good source of information, obviously. <laughs> My mate Caroline and I used to write some things pretending they were Dolly Doctor and they were yeah. just the most hilarious, ridiculous things. You, <laughs> you could tell uh, we were writing from the aspect of a person who had never had sex <laughs> or had a period. <laughs> like, we had no fucking idea. But. Um, Too funny. Oh, my God. So. In year six at one school, they did um, – I left schools in the middle of year six to go uh, to another school. Yeah. And my old school did sex ed um, after I left it and uh, the new school did sex ed before. before I got to it. So I missed out on sex ed. So what I had was Where Do Babies Come From and like another book. There were two books that my mum had at the house that yeah. were basically for us to look at and, you know – where babies come yeah, from yeah. and where do I come from? Yeah, and then there's another one about puberty and it's got pictures of like cartoon pictures of ladies with different shaped boobs and oh, I don't know that one. Um two boys in Is it called like there's hair growing there or something like <laughs> I don't that? Know, probably. <laughs> Somebody will know what I'm talking about, but I'm pretty sure it's by the same author. Oh, yeah. And um like I just remember there's a cartoon of two boys in the shower, they must be at school or whatever, and one of them's circumcised and the other one's not circumcised. Oh. I mean, this is like the first penis that I see and it's like a cartoon. A cartoon penis. <laughs> so why is that one broken? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that one? Yeah. Why has it got a hole in the end of it? <laughs> but yeah, I mean Yeah, wow. So I was pretty clueless for a very long time. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good thing you had Christy. Yeah, she well, she had um two older siblings, uh, an older sister as well, who probably would have told her everything about you know you getting your period and all that sort of stuff. So nice. it, it, yeah, she that's where she got all of her information from, and I got nothing. It's got filtered through Christy or like Dolly Doctor. Yeah, and nice. you don't want to hear like you don't learn good stuff from kids at school either. They they don't know 
No. And that's probably why you want to educate your kids so they're not getting their misinformation from the wrong sources. It's it's crazy. I don't don't know how we're going to go when – because the thing is nowadays kids just learn from the internet or from TV and stuff. Yeah. So that's – but they're not – the problem is they're seeing a lot of – I think there's an issue with kids seeing porn Mm -hmm. and thinking that that's how sex is supposed to be or that's how my penis is supposed to look, or that's how my vagina is supposed to look. And it's like, well, no, vaginas come in all shapes and sizes, as do penises. And, like, they're getting this wrong idea about sex. Oh, do you remember And body image in general. (sighs) Yeah. So I was thinking about, you know, sex education. The TV show? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because I was just, no, just going to clarify because I was just like going, are you talking about what you didn't get at school? I know. Or? I was like, I should have clarified that. <laughs> but there's an episode where the chick, um, I forget what her name is, but she's got the teeth and she's saying. Oh, the blonde um, the blonde yeah. lady, yeah, um, I can't remember what her name is. No, I'm shocking. Mm. But she's saying, do you want to come on my tits or do you want to come in on my face or I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, do, do you? want me to do that like is that even what you want she's like I don't know and she's obviously learned this stuff from porn or her partner before her learned that stuff from porn it's like that's not normal sex that's porn sex and not every sex is doggy style because every single porn you watch is from behind yeah because they need to get the angles they want to see the boobs and the vag and the whole the old all the bits. Which is just absolutely preposterous. But, yeah, you're right. Like, that's going to be a difficult one for you guys to navigate. Um, going back to Billie Eilish and the whole thing with – Yeah, sorry. Um, no, no, no. But, like, the whole idea that people write um, – oh, it could be prose, it could be, um, you know, anything. But particularly, like, songwriters are writing from experience – I think that that is really absurd and it was something that I'd never really thought about until I started listening to Regina Spector. I don't know whether you've listened to much of her music. Not enough. Because she's another storyteller, Mm. but hers are all character pieces. Mm. And so it's kind of – and I I was like, wow, this lady's had some experience. And I was just like, oh, okay, so these stories aren't necessarily true. They're just a story that suits that music or it's a – music that suits that story and it's and it's wonderfully put together but I hadn't really thought about that so you know what if Billie Eilish has got like you know no experience in terms of like blowjobs and stuff like that but she's just writing it because she's heard it works, about it or it works whatever. in the song yeah and exactly. you know people are like oh that Billie Eilish she's down on her knees doing things that girls that age shouldn't do and, and you, know, like, what, you know what like should be able to experiment e- sexually exactly and even if it opens up a conversation at your house with a child in your house who was yeah. like, what does that mean? And they're 12 yeah. or, I don't know, nine. Because let's be honest, everyone seems to know about these things a lot earlier than mm-hmm. we did. But um, she also writes a lot of – she has night terrors. Okay. And so a lot of her lyrics are about what happened in the night terror or from the perspective of the monster that she saw in her. Oh, so it's – interesting. It is that character thing. And I always used to th- think that all lyrics were about something that had happened to them mm. until really recently, really. Because yeah, no, I'm talking like in the last sort of 15, 20 years that I cottoned on to the whole idea that, you know, people might not actually be writing about something that happened to them yesterday. <laughs> Even more recent because I listened to Guy Sebastian and he's having like a, a song about how he's broken up with his girl and he's been with his, his wife's 
since they were teenagers. So it's oh, obviously... Oh, my God, they broke up. I know. It's obviously not coming from experience. But, I mean, what do you think writers do? They have to write not just from experience but from other stuff that was going on because otherwise some people have had some fucked up lives. Yeah, no joke. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's like, you know, I mean, it's not like, you know, people sit down. I'm sure that... You know, there's a degree of experience like, you know, John Grisham, I'm pretty sure he was a lawyer. So he used to write a lot of like legal stuff and that kind of thing. But it's not to say that, you know, someone who, you know, wasn't a lawyer before couldn't have written books about being a lawyer. You just go out and do research and write it. It's, 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 I don't know. It's kind of weird that you don't think about it in terms of songs because you're like, they seem so deeply personal. They do. That, and so connected to them. Whereas I guess you don't, you don't see the author of a book generally. No, like freaking J.K. Rowling's went off to Hogwarts <laughs> or something similar. She got a pet owl. Oh, unbelievable! But you just you don't think about it the same way. And it's quite interesting, really, when you think about it. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you is, how did you find Billie Eilish? I can't remember to hmm. be honest, because Bad Guy became a really big. Oh, you know what? I was watching YouTube as you do and you go into these like rabbit holes mm-hmm. and I was watching um, – oh, my God, I don't know what her name is. She sang one of the Moana songs but not actually played Moana, Alyssa Cara or – that's not her name. I've, I don't know. I've ruined it. But anyway, she was on – Jimmy Fallon or something and they were doing this impersonation thing and she had to sing Bad Guy, which apparently was a massive song that because it won like Hottest 100 last year, so or this year. But, um, yeah, and she had to do an impersonation of like sing as this person and now sing it as that person. Oh, wow. And so I'm like – and she's like, oh, great, it's like the biggest song ever. Alessia Cara? Yeah, that one. Okay. And so I'm like, oh, maybe I should find out who this person is because I have listened to a podcaster talk about how his daughter is really into her and how much he appreciates um, the fact that she doesn't wear tight clothes, she's wearing baggy clothing and she's really relaxed about, um, you know, she seems, she's probably really highly strung Mm. to be honest, but she seems to be really chill. Huh. And also not about putting her body out there and she's not sexualizing her body in any way. Right, right. So he likes the fact that his daughter is into her because now his daughter is dressing like that and not overly sexualizing herself. So, um, I oh, mean. That's fantastic because, I mean, you think about it. When we were kids, and I'm sure this probably goes for you as well because mm. I didn't know you when you were a kid. No. But when we were kids, like we used to knock around in tracky dacks and a T-shirt and a jumper mm. if it was winter mm-hmm. or shorts and a T-shirt, maybe the odd dress. I mean, I wasn't big on dresses, but I had a few around the place. Yep. When we were in the summertime, it, it just seems absurd that kids get like pretty much like mini versions of the fashion that's mm-hmm. present at the time. There are still a lot of like shirts and T-shirts and stuff like that. And I guess if, if – but I'm I'm more thinking about I guess if you turn nine or whatever, mm. those are the kind of things that you, you end up seeing kids dressing like yeah. new versions of adults. Yeah, that's what I'm meaning. Like, you know, I'm not talking like little kids. No, although. Because, well, yeah, there was a bit of that. But, you know, right through to, you know, when I was in my early teens and stuff like that, I was like, you know, jeans and a T-shirt and yeah. that kind of stuff. And also I when I was 16, I looked 16. 16-year-olds 16 these days look 25. Oh, God, yeah. And they all know like the different highlights 
highlighter to put on their face. Oh, and I, it's crazy. All the mad skills. Fifteen. There's 15 different products. I have stupidly gone online onto YouTube and typed in how to do natural looking makeup. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll just need foundation, I suppose, and a little bit of concealer and some powder or whatever and there's like um so you need to get a highlighter with three different colors and then this color goes on your nose and just here and then this other color goes and it's all about contouring now yeah and i feel like it's almost a a hearkening back to the 80s where there was so much makeup on yeah that you could barely see the person underneath oh some of the youtube videos that you see are extraordinary You, you see people transform Mm -hmm. and just lose any of their natural character i really love it when people either don't wear makeup or wear really like minimalist kind of stuff i mean it's really cool when people do like massive like pops with their eyes and stuff like that but for every like for every day does that every day and you get the idea that some of these people do i think a lot of them do i'm i'm lucky that in my group uh, at work, nobody has turned the pressure up and you have to wear makeup. Mm. Like I, I just – everybody's got maybe a little bit of makeup on, but it's really natural. And I think if you work at a workplace, maybe if you're at a lawyer's office or or oh, um, yeah. somewhere like that where, you're, suppo- yeah, yeah. where you're supposed to look a, a certain way. Yeah. And I think there is a lot of women to look yeah, a lot of pressure for women to look a certain way in the workplace, which is so unfair. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Fucking patriarchy. <laughs> it's a bit of a shit heap. But it's it's just interesting the extent that people are going to with the makeup. Like you said, like, you know, a bit of foundation, a bit of concealer to, you know, cover up the odd thing. But like, why do we need what? You need six shades of this and what? And you're supposed to not nah, too long. Mm-hmm. If it's gonna take more than five minutes, I'm out. Yeah, basically. 15 minutes. But that's pretty much me because I went to – say 15 minutes is like on a big night out. (laughs) Daily routine. If I can't do it in three minutes, I'm not doing it. Yeah, it's like moisturize. Oh, do you know what I have actually become really good at is wearing sunscreen daily because I've become a little bit lax because I don't like the feeling of sunscreen. I don't like the smell. Oh, yeah. Um, So I went back to wearing the invisible zinc stuff. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's, um, it's great. Because it's it's it doesn't seem to affect my skin as well because I find like sometimes it's a bit oily and stuff like that. The other stuff, so I have moisturizer yeah. that's thirty plus. But, oh, well, there you go. You know, but I don't think I could wear proper sun cream every day. Yeah, I hate that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm very white, so I need to wear. Yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I should probably do a little bit more than what I do. But anyway, we'll get to that one day. One day, I'll I'll develop good habits around it. Um, is it too late for good habits? It's never too late for a good habit. No. no. I I think they say a habit takes uh, 90 days. Yeah, I've heard mixed things over time. Um, I've heard um, that you can form a habit in 30 days. Ah, okay. But I've also heard the 90-day thing as well, so I'm a bit sort of like, I wonder which one's true. The first 30 days is to – you're basically forcing yourself into this new habit or removing another habit. Uh, the second one is to get used to it. And by the third month or the 90 days, it should just be part of the routine mm. and no longer something you have to think about. So I, I've just got out from the library Atomic Habits. Okay. I haven't read it yet. Um, oh, I wonder if that's – yeah, keep talking. But um, – Often people think about things they want to do, but they are what they're doing is setting goals. So mm. I want to make sure I go to the gym every day or um, 
you know, don't eat sugar or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But habits are about forming particular things like, right, when I wake up in the morning or before I go to bed at night, I'm going to pack my gym bag and put it in the car so it's there and I know it has to be done so I don't have to do it in the morning. It's not like I have to go to the gym tomorrow. It's I'm getting myself prepared so that at least if I'm at work and I go, well, you know, I may as well just go to the gym because the clothes are in the car. Or, that's that's you know, exactly what I do. Yeah, so I, I bring them into work with me mm. and just put them at my desk. So I, I just go straight from work to the gym. So it just sort of just falls into your routine as opposed to like I have to make sure I my goal is to go to the gym three times a week or my goal is to not eat sugar. But instead of doing that, the goal is to the, – the habit is to um, make sure that you make a list before you go to the shops mm. or – make a um a lot a 30 minute time frame every Thursday to schedule the meals for the week and then write the list so that you've actually got it on the thing and that's what you're having it's not like you get home and you're like what am I going to have for dinner yep you know yep because that's a that's a great little trap because it ends up being takeout um (laughs) well my house anyway (laughs) it's pizza at our house we used to have it once a week at least because it's like oh I can't be bothered cooking but it's about thinking in advance mm. and like I did today a big cook up so I don't have to cook um there's four da- three days this week where I just don't have to cook it's brilliant it's all ready to roll it's all done yeah and that's what takeout should be you take it out of the freezer yeah well I mean I must admit I I'm not always good at it but I like cooking big amounts of a food when I cook it and then I've got leftovers to package up either for the next day mm. or for the next day and maybe a couple that go into the freezer as well and then I play freezer surprise and because <laughs> <laughs> well, all my this? Tupperware is um is um uh, not opaque but it's a darker ah. color so you can't always see what's in it I don't like opening it yeah anyway. it's just a guess I used to put band-aids on it and write on the band-aids yeah. but I found out the band-aids don't come off Oops. so I stopped doing that yeah I tried to figure out some way of labeling them and I'm like does it really matter like it's food that I've cooked and liked so mm. I, I think a date is helpful because sometimes I'll put I'm sure I've got a red yeah. sauce in the fr- freezer that's been in there for two years yeah and I'm like should I throw it out I don't know because like <sighs> if you put it into like a bake or something like that like tomato sauce I don't know like if it was a meat it's or a something cur- like It's a that. curry sauce that I, it's um, basically red curry sauce with coconut milk in it. I don't know. And you just pour it over fish or pour it over Mark whatever you're fine. eating. It's fine. It's probably fine. Just heat it up. If it smells bad, throw it out. <laughs> That's my theory. Um, on the habit thing, I listened to a podcast for the first time because someone recommended this particular episode. I just thought I'd knock my glass out of the way. Um. And it is a podcast called um, Professional AF. And I was just like going, (laughs) this this sounds like a podcast I'm really going to listen to. Anyway, so a friend recommended it because um, there was talk on a Facebook group that we're in about changing habits and creating habits or dropping something that's not a good habit. And so she recommended this podcast to everyone. I was just like, oh, this this sounds really interesting. And so the first one I listened to was with a guy called BJ Fogg and he has a book that is called Tiny Habits, but the actual full time is the tiny habit, uh, sorry, the tiny small changes. um, No, hang on. (laughs) It's called Tiny Habits, the small changes that change everything. 
And so it's about creating tiny habits that build towards your goal. So Who's um, it written by? Uh, BJ Fogg. Oh, BJ Fogg. Okay. Um, so Diana Kander, who hosts the podcast, the one thing that she wanted to do is that she wanted to meditate for half an hour a day. And he said, okay, so what you don't want to do is to set yourself up to fail. Mm. So you want to create a positive environment where you're going to learn the habit. And he said, the first thing I'd actually recommend, he said that like, why did you give me this one? Because it's like one of the hardest things to actually do. He said, what you want to do is you want to sit on a chair for three minutes. And he said, sometimes you want to sit on the chair for longer and that's fine, but just sit on the chair for three minutes. That should be what you want to do each day. Mm. And some days you won't do it and you think, okay, I need to find a different time of day to work. So you work out where it fits into your routine. And so it's fascinating. Listen to it. I'll send you the- I definitely um, have to listen to it. I'll send you the link. The podcast as a whole is really fascinating. So- her husband um, was diagnosed PTSD. He served in the military and he ran, for, I think, for the Senate, um, very left-wing um, politics and so it kind of suits my sensibilities. Um, he, I think he ran for the Senate um, in America mm. and so he worked out that he had all these PTSD issues and had been living with them for like 12 years or something oh like gosh. that. So they both, and because, you know, obviously being um, married, they were in a relationship and very close. And so she had this kind of like a, um, not a vicarious trauma, but um, like a, like a rebound Anxiety almost. Well, she had like a PTSD issue because of his PTSD. Oh, wow. And so they both went through like this decision where they were going to transform themselves. And there were some goals that she'd set herself. It's a fascinating podcast, full stop. Mm. But each episode she gets in different guests to talk with her and it's just fascinating. It's a really lovely podcast to listen to. Um, yeah, you should give it a give it a go. So professional it's- AF, which we are not. <laughs> <laughs> um, the book I was talking about was Atomic Habits and An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones by James Clear. So um, I tend to not buy books anymore. I just go to the library because I have an excellent library. I know I bang on about it all the time, but I currently have um, three books out at the moment because I'm like, I'm on holidays. I can totally read three books. Yeah, right. I was going to talk to you about this, but yeah, go. I'm I'm reading um, Me by Elton John, which is his new autobiography. So it's interesting to read that right after like – having watched Rocketman because Rocketman is sort of like the fantasy version of his life mm. and the the book is more uh, like a proper autobiography. Mm. But it's really funny and the way he writes is a very conversational kind of way of t- t- oh, um, writing. I like that, yeah. Yeah, and um, the other book I got out was um, The Body, A Guide for Its Occupants by um, Bill Bryson. So Bill Bryson typically writes a lot of travel journals yeah I thought I'd heard the name yeah so but he's he's recently in the last few years done some other stuff that's but I've been reading Bill Bryson stuff since the early 2000s basically I remember I remember reading a book about Australia where he talked about Canberra and um, I used to quote parts of that book for a while I can't remember any of them now but um yeah, it talks about the the porn places and the oh, fishwick. <laughs> yeah, turn right for porn places, turn left for politics. Sort of, you yeah. Know, you go round and round about, and that's kind of it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. I love Canberra. I don't know what it is, but um, the 
yeah, I've been reading a lot of his stuff and now I'm reading The Body because I find the human body incredibly interesting and the brain interesting mm. and how our mind works. And so I'm reading that as well. <laughs> and then I've got a topic habits, which I haven't started reading yet, but um I mean, they're very different books, so it's not like yeah. you're going to start reading no, something no, no. and get confused as to where you're up to or do, anything. Do you cross-read when you – I do. Mm. So I'm so at the moment I'm reading the, the Elton John one and the body one because they're so completely different. Like mm. I'm reading one about the microbes in the body at the moment. That's what the chapter is in wow. the body. Yeah. So I'm – as someone who sees um, – I'm seeing a new counsellor at the moment mm. and she talks about – because all a lot of counsellors talk about how, you know, the lizard brain and the, all that sort of stuff. And it's – I just find the brain so fascinating and what it's designed evolutionary to do. Yeah. Like – Right, we've got to pick out all of the negative things because I have to remember never to do them again because I have to fit in so I don't get kicked out of the tribe. Got to be part of the tribe, you know, and it's just I love how evolution feeds into our brain and how we operate on a day-to-day basis Mm. and try to, you know, the fight, flight or um, freeze sort of thing mm. you know I could be on the converse, uh, on the phone with someone who's being really aggressive and I just automatically go into freeze mode and my brain just doesn't even know how to react to that person I'm like wow oh. um, so this is what I'm working on ways of um, it, so it's counseling to do with work so that I can communicate with people in a in a better way and understand where they're coming from and get them to a place where I can have a, a civil conversation with them instead of like yeah, where they're, around. They're, they're operating from their lizard brain. I need to bring them back to the logic side, which is at the front. So it's it's all it's so no interesting. <laughs> no, it's very difficult. And it's all about, you know, listening to their emotions and letting them have their emotions and understanding it and then hopefully bringing them back to a place where, you know, yeah. you can have a conversation. Yeah. Because yeah. um, you got to let them get their shit off their liver, as we like to say sometimes. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's um, like you basically let people go. And I mean, I've worked in call centers before. I've worked in like a lot of customer service and stuff like that. And developing those skills, it takes time. Mm. And I, it's fascinating when I've had new staff come in and I've got to get them to that place where they've got the confidence to, to just. Like just just let them talk. Sometimes you've just got to let people talk and they say what they want to say and then you can go, okay, so what do you want to do about this? And it's just like it's fascinating just letting people just get to get and get pausing. out of their system what they want to do and it's just it's fascinating. And anyway. also letting them lead the conversation as well because if you start giving them too many options or, you know, they sort of they get confused. It's more about like, okay, so what do you want to do? about this tell me what your plan is yeah yeah and then we'll go from there yeah and you're like well what about this this fits in with that too and yeah it's like exactly something that falls within the boundaries that you've got to work within yeah it's fascinating. i'm just not very good with aggression in general and yeah. i th- i mean i think most people are probably not very good re- with aggression but they may have come from families where their parents fought in front of them so they maybe know what it looks like for people to have mm. an argument mm. as opposed to myself who came from a family where arguments didn't happen. Yeah. They were civil conversations that were happen like were behind closed doors. Mm. And so now I I don't know what it's like to have I don't get the whole arguing thing. I just how can you have a con- how can you I just don't understand arguing. I don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm well, just like, oh my God, the person like, hates me. I think like arguing as opposed to having a disagreement. Yeah. yeah. So the disagreement's different. Yeah. But like yelling at a spouse or yelling at somebody because of whatever, mm. it's, yeah, I don't know how to, I just, I can't, I don't deal with aggression and conflict. I can't do conflict and I am in a job where I have to <laughs> have deal, to deal with, with it on a daily basis. Yeah. So now you're getting the tools so that you can deal with it. Uh, exactly. So. Good plan. Mm. It's a very good plan. Um, but yeah, the, the brain is freaking fascinating and different things that can have different effects on it as well mm. like you know outside of like you know your usual like you know drugs and alcohol and stuff like that like hormones oh, like fuck hormones like- man <laughs> seriously i was like hormones. oh no i shouldn't have said that <laughs> Sauce. see the only thing is if you say something about pms it gives people a reason to go Oh, you're PMSing today because I've worked in workplaces where you're having a bit of a day because you're really busy or stressed yeah. and male occupants of the workplace will say, mm, PMSing, eh? And I want to say, um, excuse me, can I rip your leg off and shove it down your throat? <laughs> Fuck you, I'm not PMSing. <laughs> I'm pissed off because you can't do your job correctly and now I've got <sighs> another two hours of work because you can't do your fucking job. <laughs> I love the the irony of you like not liking confrontation and arguments. <laughs> you just responded to that mock situation with violence. Yeah, I know, but I can't do it. Off. I can't do it in person. Maybe that's what you need to do more role playing around it. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully, I in my new workplace, I don't have issues like that. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> like oh, like I don't know why men say it, and yeah, it's weird. But at the same time, I don't understand a lot of the ways that um, some women react to that. Um, that like you know, having their period, it's just like you're having a period, you've had it for the last, like, however many years, just get on with it. Like It just happens. I mean, It's going to happen again next month. (laughs) I know some people have it worse than others. And then you're pregnant because Christy's told us. That's (laughs) right. Or you're premenopausal or something. Yeah, well. Or menopausal. But um, I I know some people have it worse than others. They've got really bad cramps and stuff like that. Take some painkillers and move on. (laughs) I do have like – PMS the day before and it's like I forget so I now have a thing on my phone that tells me my period is it pops up it pops up and says your period is two days away and I'm like I better get angry that's why I'm so fucking angry it's like a reminder and I'm sure Chris knows because I'm really tetchy and then I'm like oh sorry love I'm PMSing but he doesn't say yeah I know or I can tell or he doesn't go um do you think you're PMSing today like because he's, he's a, got a he's brain he's a good husband and he says have you got enough tampons for this week <laughs> this month would you like me to go out and yeah. do some shopping for you <laughs> oh, what gosh. can I do to make your life easier <laughs> he's a good egg he is a good egg yesterday we went shopping together and he bought um uh tomato paste instead of pizza sauce oh it's not so bad no but then he went out and like replaced it but it's because as soon as he got home and he put it on the table i'm like oh for fuck's sake like i looked at it and i was about to start Isn't it making pretty much the-, the same thing well no the other one has like little chunks of tomato a uh, uh. little chunks of um herbs and onions and stuff like that and i would have on a normal day i just would have gone don't worry we'll just we'll put our own spices yeah, or whatever chop 
nah, PMS he, day. I didn't you tell got him, the wrong thing. I didn't tell him to go and get it. It's just I looked at it and went, oh, for fuck's sake. And then he's like, I'm going to go to the shops. And I didn't bother saying, no, don't go. You're like, thank fuck, because I really need pizza sauce. Just like fucking leave Shopping the house right onion. now. <laughs> Chopped up own onion. Don't be absurd. I don't have time for this shit. Give me something in a bottle that it has everything in it. <laughs> and funny. anyone who's listening, this is not an excuse to ask somebody if they have PMS. If you do that, expect to be punched in the face because if they don't have it, they'll be pissed off. And if they do have it, they're going to punch you in the face. Or they're not going to because they don't react to situations no. violently. No, no. Yeah. People people don't do that. Violence is not cool. They just grit their teeth and go, <laughs> uncomfortable uh, laughter. Yeah. I've done a lot of not... uncomfortable laughter in my time. <laughs> uncomfortable laughter. <laughs> oh, that, I'm smiling and laughing because doozy. <laughs> really I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> You're so funny. You've never done violence. What? Where, where's all this punching coming from all of a sudden? I, I don't do violence and I, I like talking about it because I don't do it, maybe. Maybe watching too many violent movies. Hmm. Maybe. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. Yes. We talked about sex today. We We've talked got a bit about of periods. Periods, yep. Um, apparently this is a female-based podcast. <laughs> apparently. Well, about time, I mean, you know. The, the rest of it's all very mixed. I'm sure Lewis at some point is going to have a wrestling podcast going. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, we did joke about that. I mean, well, half joking because um, one of his friends who – well, one of our friends that podcasts from the US with a like a group one is called the Avengers. Oh, yes. And um, we all were sitting there one day in the pre-record mode just having a bit of a chat and whatnot, waiting for someone else to come online. And Dan was like talking, oh, Lewis was talking about the wrestling. And so Dan got involved and was like going, dudes, just do a podcast. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> Would you two just do a podcast and get over it? Um, that's a reference to Reality Bites. Would you two just do it and get it over with? Thank you, Janine Garofalo. <gasps> oh, you are my spirit she animal. She is amazing. I still remember seeing her at the Melbourne Comedy Festival and oh. just like her, like, I, I just felt like we bonded. <laughs> Even though she was like 50 metres away from me on stage. She's like the original like fucking awesome woman. Yeah, yeah. Like there's heaps of them now, but she was like – and I'm sure there was heaps of them before. Yeah, maybe there were. But I feel like in my era that was the woman I aspired to be, the Mm. woman who's like, fuck you, this is me. Mm -hmm. You either like it or you don't like it. And if you don't, fuck off. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be that woman. I'm not. I'm like, how can I please you? How can I make sure you like me? And um, am I good enough to be friends with you? Yeah, be more like Janine. <laughs> be, no, if that's the lesson we're learning today, yeah. be more like Janine Garofalo. Yeah. That's it. And like the one thing that I took away from that comedy show is that it is fine to pull your, um, your um, tights up to just blow your bra. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. Janine does it. That, well, it's so cool. She's like, makes me feel more secure. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, she's pretty short. Yeah. But, yes, I think that – isn't that what spanks are now? Once upon a time it was tights and now yeah. everyone wears spanks. Yeah, so true. They just sound so like I'm my idea of hell. Spanks? Yeah, I Never remember. Never done it. Oh, fuck no. When it's, I was getting married. Like, because, like, the pee hole thing, like, people must wear oh, them a pe- out. Oh, my and God. And there's, like – well, because you don't want to be peeling yeah. them off and putting them back on. That's true. And so there's like a and so you have to very gingerly go to the toilet, right? So now what I'm imagining is all those people at the Oscars pulling up their dress and having <laughs> to like open their, their legs really wide so they don't accidentally piss on their spanks. Oh, 
and there's nothing worse than the smell of wee following someone around. <laughs> Especially at the Oscars. How awkward. <laughs> Did you sit next to Gwyneth? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she needs to get some different spanks with a bigger hole like she wears spanks. I mean, like, I know she's in her, into her vagina smelling candles, but this is another <laughs> level. Come on. <laughs> on that note, I think we should wrap we it should. up. We should. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.